hello there friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, and it's my pleasure to be here with you today, spending 78 RPM records from my collection, an assortment of music from the first half of the 20th century. We'll be mostly in the 1920s and 30s on today's program. I've got dance bands, country bands, vocalists, even a little Jewish cantorial music before the hour is out. We're going to start, though, in October of 1932 with one of the last records cut by one of the great dance bands of the mid to late 1920s, Fred Waring and his Pennsylvanians. By late 1932, as I understand it, Fred Waring was growing increasingly frustrated that the record company, Victor, was not paying royalties to him on sale of his records, and he essentially threatened to stop recording, which he did after a session in mid-November of 1932. He would not make another commercial record for nine years, and at that point he switched to the Decca label. He did remain active, though. His band kept performing on radio for many years in the early 30s. They were on the air for Old Gold Cigarettes right after Burns and Allen. The record we'll hear is called Sweet Muchacha, and it owes more than a little to the popularity of something called the Peanut Vendor. In fact, you'll hear a quote of the Peanut Vendor right at the start of this record, and then it goes into what the label describes as a fox rumba. Supposedly half foxtrot, half rumba. It's an appealing record. Here is Waring's Pennsylvanian's Sweet Muchacha. Sweet, the chap, 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 ch
record that really shows the direction Fred Waring's Pennsylvanians would take in the next decade, with a real emphasis on the choral work. That was called Sweet Muchacha, made in New York on October 25th, 1932. My copy of that was pressed in France on the disc gramophone label K6842. Still sounding excellent, though, a nice master pressing, and uh, you can tell Victor was using their hi-fi microphones for that really crisp sound. Well, that welcomes you to this edition of the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright. We're listening to 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s here today. And up next, we'll head over to London. Denny Dennis will sing with Roy Fox and his orchestra something called It's the Natural Thing to Do. And impulsively suggests a rendezvous That's because it's the natural thing to do But the girl won't agree Though he begs on bended knee Then she runs away and knows that he'll pursue That's because it's the natural thing to do And the boy in despair Waves his arms, tears his hair Stamps his feet, acts like mad That's because he's got it bad Then the girl ought to fall If she's got a heart at all She should take him in her arms And kiss him too And you know that's the natural thing to do
a record made in London on October 2nd, 1937. Roy Fox and his orchestra, It's the Natural Thing to Do. Denny Dennis was the vocalist. That was his master's voice, BD5282. Okay, let's listen to some sort of Western swing band records made for the Decca label in the mid-1930s. I don't know that all of these would really qualify as Western swing, but they did come out in Decca's 5000 series, which was devoted largely to country and Western swing music. We'll begin with Norman Phelps' Virginia Rounders and their rendition of Swing Low, Sweet Chariot from February of 1936. Then from December of 1936, the New Dixie Demons. And I hope Brenda is listening, our resident Hoosier Hotshots fan, because the New Dixie Demons sound an awful lot like the Hoosier Hotshots. <laughs> They'll do something called I Would If I Could, But I Can't. And then we'll wrap up with Clayton McMission's Georgia Wildcats from August of 1938, a tune written by Slim Bryant called Just an Old Chimney Stack. All of these on that nice Decca Sunburst label from the mid-30s, beginning with Norman Phelps' Virginia Rounders' Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. Jordan and what did I see? Coming for to carry me home. Lord, a band of angels coming after me. Coming for to carry me home. Now swing low, sweet chariot. Coming for to carry me home. I'll swing low. Chariot law Coming for Carry me home Now I'm Sometimes up and I'm Sometimes down Coming for Carry me home Still I know That my soul Lord is heavenly bound Coming for Carry me home Now swing low Chariot Coming for Carry me home I'll swing low Sweet Chariot Lord Coming for Carry me home Skibib dibib dibib Bum didum dibib Bum bum didum da da di day Coming for Carry me home Coming for to carry me home 
Oh, yes, you can. I would if I could, but I can't. That's what I've always heard Still I cannot flap my wings and fly just like a bird I could tell you endlessly of things I'd like to do And if you'll abide with me, I'll mention just a few I would if I could, but I can't I can't I can't pack my traveling clothes inside an elephant's trunk I would if I could, but I can't I can't I can't dance a step to music from a rubber band I can't put on my overcoat and lie down in the sink Because I'd be in someone's way if he should want a drink I would if I could, but I can't I can't I can't borrow any money from a river bank But I can't, I can't, I can't use a wrestling match to light a cigarette. I would if I could, but I can't, I can't, I can't wear a wallflower on my overcoat lapel. I cannot eat my soup and fish when I go out to dine. Because my friends, if you must know, they're on this back of mine. I would if I could, but I can't, I can't. I can't find a railroad tie to match my Sunday shirt. Kept us in for whispering in love. 
line Just an old chimney stand By the side of the road Where the little red school used to be Mission's Georgia Wildcats, DECA 5670, recorded August 2nd, 1938, Just an Old Chimney Stack. That was written by the band's guitarist and vocalist Slim Bryant. He was born in Atlanta, Georgia on December 7th, 1908, and would record early in his career with Jimmy Rogers, yes, the famous singing brakeman. For much of the 1930s, Slim Bryant toured and played with Clayton McMission's Georgia Wildcats before leaving the band in about 1940 to move to Pittsburgh, of all places, where he became quite popular on his own over radio station KDKA. He would remain in Pittsburgh for the balance of his life. He died in 2010 at the age of 101. And apparently right up until the end, he was doing book and CD signings and things. If if only I had known, <laughs> I bought this record at a time when Slim Bryant lived, oh, only about three miles from me. Had I known, it would have been fun to take it to him and meet him and have him sign it. But alas, I didn't know he was in the area. Before that, the new Dixie Demons from 1936, I would if I could, but I can't. And starting the band, Norman Phelps, Virginia Rounders, from February of 1936, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. For those of you just joining, welcome. My name is Brian Wright. This is the Shellac Stack. We're listening to 78s of the early 20th century. And up next, I've got three dance bands that recorded for Columbia and Brunswick in the early 1920s. First up, Frank Westfall and his orchestra. Frank Westfall was a, an extremely talented pianist and uh, also Incidentally, the husband of Sophie Tucker for a time. (laughs) He led one of the most popular bands in the Chicago area in the early 1920s and made some really, really nice records for Columbia, including this one made on December 6th, 1922 in Chicago. It's called Stop Your Kidding. And besides being an attractive tune, it's got some neat little trombone novelty effects. I, I really, really like this record. After that, we'll turn to Paul Specht and his Hotel Astor Orchestra from June of 1922. They'll do a song called A Dream of Romany. It's Columbia A3738. And wrapping up the set, 
will join Abe Lyman's California Orchestra, something they made in New York on September 9th of 1924 called Any Way the Wind Blows. It's Brunswick 2729. So to start us off, Frank Westfall and his orchestra, Stop Your Kidding. Thank you. 
the trombone novelty licks just keep coming. <laughs> With Abe Lyman's California Orchestra, Brunswick 2729, from September of 1924, Any Way the Wind Blows was the name of that. Before that, Paul Specht and his Hotel Astor Orchestra, from June of 1922, A Dream of Romany, and starting the set, Frank Westfall and his orchestra, a record made in Chicago on December 6th, 1922, Stop Your Kidding. And if you liked that Frank Westfall record, uh, a little plug here. A few years ago, I worked with noted British collector and historian Mark Beresford to produce a CD reissue of some two dozen Frank Westfall records of the early to mid-1920s. Musically, there's some really, really great stuff there. But also, Frank Westfall's story is quite interesting, and Mark Beresford tells it in great detail in the booklet that accompanies the CD. Uh, It's quite handsomely illustrated, too, if I say so myself. (laughs) The CD is called Oh Sister Ain't That Hot. It's on the Rivermont label, and I'll paste a link to that in the Shellacstack website page for this program so you can find it easily. Again, the CD, Frank Westfall and his orchestra, Oh Sister Ain't That Hot. And if you do decide to purchase, uh, if you buy it through the Rivermont website, your purchase will help to support the Shellacstack. So I thank you very much for that. Okay, let's continue now with another great dance band of the 1920s, in nice electric sound this time, Paul Whiteman and his orchestra, something they made in New York on August 13th, 1926. It's an unusual song by Chester Wallace and Sherman Myers called Moonlight on the Ganges. Austin Young will sing it, though he is not credited on the label. And then because I think the song is so compelling and unusual, it bears hearing another version, so we'll turn after Paul Whiteman to The Revelers, that great vocal group of the 20s, and their recording of Moonlight on the Ganges, made in the same studio on the same day as the Paul Whiteman record. Yes, later on the afternoon of August 13th, 1926, The Revelers made their version. It's Victor 20140. So a double take of Moonlight on the Ganges now beginning with Paul Whiteman.
But I 
renditions of Moonlight on the Ganges, first Paul Whiteman and his orchestra, followed by The Revelers, both of those made in New York on August 13, 1926. Well, I thought we would turn next to surely one of the greatest singers to ever come out of Ukraine, really one of the all-time great voices of the 20th century. I'm speaking of cantor Josef Rosenblatt. He was born in 1882, and in his youth he studied in Vienna and then went on to sing in Hungary, in Germany, and in 1912 came to the United States, where he sang for several years in an Orthodox synagogue in New York, before leading services in Chicago and Detroit, and really traveling all over the United States. Thankfully for us, in the 19-teens and 20s, he made quite a few recordings for the Victor label. We'll hear one of those in just a moment. Unfortunately, he invested a lot of his money in the mid-20s in a Jewish newspaper that went bankrupt, He lost all of that money, but vowed to repay his debts. So when the opportunity came along in about 1930 to go to Palestine and appear in a film there, he took it and, uh, while in Palestine, suffered a heart attack and died at the age of 51. You can still see Josef Rosenblatt today in a film. He made The Jazz Singer with Al Jolson, and uh, you can see him briefly there Apparently, Enrico Caruso was a huge fan of Josef Rosenblatt, and there's an anecdotal story of Caruso being moved to tears by one of Rosenblatt's performances and rushing up on stage to kiss him. Rosenblatt turned down offers to sing with the Metropolitan Opera. He preferred to stick with religious fare, and uh, that's what we'll hear now. This is called Omar Rabbi Elosar. It was recorded in New York September 19, 1913, and even nearly 110 years later, Rosenblatt's voice comes across so powerful and strong, and just listen to the sweetness and the voice, and listen to how he glides effortlessly into a falsetto range towards the end of the record. It's really uh, just an extraordinary disc. I remember the first time I heard this, I was was really taken aback. It's Victor 17448. Here is cantor Josef Rosenblatt. Oh, 
record by an extraordinary singer, cantor Yosef Rosenblatt, Omar Rabbi Elosor, Victor 17448, from September 19, 1913. And you're hearing it on the shellac stack. My name is Brian Wright. I'm playing 78 RPM records of the 19-teens, 20s, and 30s here today. If you're enjoying the program and you'd like to write to me, my email address is shellacstack at gmail.com. Again, shellacstack at gmail.com. Feel free to drop me a note with your comments, suggestions, or requests, or just say hi. I love to hear from you. Again, shellacstack at gmail.com. You can also visit the Shellacstack website, www.shellacstack.com, and browse past programs, see some of the label scans I post and other odds and ends. Again, shellacstack.com. I think we have time for one more set, and we're going to make it a big band and swing set beginning with Irving Mills and his Swing Phonic Orchestra, and they spell this S-W-Y-N-G, P-H-O-N-I-C, Swing Phonic. It's master record number 126 from April of 1937. The tune by Frank Marks is called Merry Widow on a Spree, and it goes. After that, we'll hear from the Hudson DeLange Orchestra from March of 1937, Ruth Gaylor, will be the vocalist on a song by Matt Gordon and Harry Revel called Never in a Million Years. And then we'll wrap up the set and the show with a little something from Jack Harris and his orchestra made in London on April 11th, 1939. It's called Plain Jane. And don't let the title fool you. It's pretty hot. And I also really like the sound of this record. It has a nice, big, spacious sound. So listen for that. So three big band numbers now, beginning with Irving Mills and I have to say it one more time, his swing-phonic orchestra, Merry Widow on a Spree. Thank you. 
Since we had a couple extra minutes, I slipped in a bonus. Rex Stewart and his orchestra on the Waldorf label from about 1955, In My Solitude. Before we go, a quick reminder that if you enjoy the shellac stack and you'd like to make a little gift of support to help keep these programs coming to you, I invite you by the shellac stack Patreon page, which is simply patreon.com slash shellac stack. There you can make a contribution of whatever is comfortable for you. Three bucks a month, five bucks a month, ten bucks a month. Any money you contribute to the Patreon goes directly to helping me meet the cost of producing these programs and bringing them to you. So my thanks for your support and my thanks to all those who have already supported the Shellac Stack through Patreon. That's about all the time we have today. I thank you so much for the pleasure of your company this hour. I had fun. I hope you did too. And I hope you'll uh, come back next time when we'll do it again. In the meantime, maybe you'll spread the word to some family and friends. Maybe they would enjoy hearing the shellac stack as well. But until next time, this is Brian Wright saying thanks for listening, take care, and bye-bye. <laughs>